Hey, and welcome back to the SIRS Group podcast. I am JC. And I'm Barbara. Today we are talking about SIRS bonus symptoms. Yay! <laughs> that sounds so like you won a contest or something. That's it's exciting. You did win extra. the genetic lottery of yes. nonsense. Right. <laughs> what were your bonus symptoms? Yeah. So my bonus symptoms were an autoimmune condition called ankylosing spondylitis, where your spine slowly fuses to your hips. That sounds so fun. I know. It was a treat. And my bonus symptoms, uh, symptom, I I don't know, what would, SIBO, though, a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That's how mine presented. Although I will also say earlier in my life, like around 18, 19 years old, I had an autoimmune illness flare up called alopecia areata. I think that's how it's said. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, uh, but it w- it's it's hair loss, but it's very specific hair loss where it's like in a perfect quarter or dime sized shape on your head. And oh, some wow. people can have it all over their body uh, and they just lose all hair and and it's it looks permanent because doctors can't figure out how to make it grow back. Thankfully, mine grew back. Oh, I was about um, to ask. I was like, is this a wig? Like, what yeah, are you? <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was terrifying at that, you know, to a, to a young girl. I mean, to most people, it's, it's totally a vanity thing. It didn't hurt at all, but, but I look back now and I think, wow, I, you know, that was such a, a very tight spot in my, like, just, it was like three flare ups within two or three years. So I'm curious, like if the apartments I was living in at the time and the stress mm-hmm. I was under at the time and all of that contributed as that flare up. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we we both have had our fun, fun little experiences with with autoimmune or like side illnesses that um, are actually probably underlyingly caused by SIRS. Yeah. So when we talk about SIRS, there's the 37 symptoms that are super specific to getting diagnosed. They're arranged in 13 clusters. If you have eight of the 13 clusters, that's the diagnostic standard to be diagnosed with SIRS. You can have less than that, like six or seven, and you should probably still look into it because it's probably just like a, we're not vibing on the definition of what muscle cramps mean kind of a thing where it's like you probably have the symptoms you just don't fully recognize it yet um so it's always like an option to explore even if you have slightly less than eight however there are more symptoms to SIRS than those 37 a lot of people experience a lot of crazy things like triggering autoimmune conditions and that's what we wanted to talk about today yeah um so Really, if if you've been to a conventional doctor um, and they have diagnosed you with something that conventional medicine either still struggles to treat or cure, or maybe they they say, oh, take this pill for the rest of your life. Uh, oh, this is now about pain management only and sorry. If you get those kinds of responses from your doctor, I mean, this is a path towards hope and healing. We're not saying for sure, like SIRS is what is happening to you, but man, I would I would look into it if I were you, if that's the kind of response you're getting from your doctor. Yeah, I feel like it, when I was going through my autoimmune stuff, they would diagnose me with things like uveitis, which is inflammation of the eye. And like, I couldn't see out of my eye and my pupil was stuck to my cornea. So it was like misshaped. It was an amoeba. And it was like, 
Okay, thank you for renaming what I am experiencing. My eye pain is now called uveitis. Different words, same thing. Where is it coming from? What are we going to do about this? And it's any, you said it before we started recording, but anytime they say idiopathic, it's like, ooh, red flag. That's a red flag right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but like you said, if you have been diagnosed with something they don't fully understand or can't cure or, you know, treatment is pain management, which is not treatment or arguably, um, like why not look into SIRS? Why not look into this healing? Um, I talked about my spine fusing to my hips and for a period of time, I, I could not walk without a cane and it almost got to the point where I was like, not able to be mobile on my own. I was looking at wheelchair options. And so to say yesterday, I ran for fun, like not intentionally, not as exercise, but just because like, oh my gosh, my body can do this again. And if I had never looked into SIRS, I might not have ever been able to say that. Yeah, that's powerful. And I mean, I... It's just if so if and if you're wondering, well, what kind of conditions are we talking about? We can name a few of them. You know, if your doctor's diagnosed you with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue or um, SIBO, like I was saying earlier, um, PCOS, migraines, if you just have migraines and that's just the, the sentence you've been given. I, I'm a person that gets migraines when they happen. I have to like not go to work for three days and that's just my life. I I wouldn't accept that. I would look deeper for an underlying cause. And I, I think that answer is SIRS for a lot of people. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in our community, we're very, um, we're from, we met in the carnivore community, we found out about SIRS because of the carnivore community. And so in the carnivore community, there's like these like four or five different things that like constantly get brought up as like, oh, I've been carnivore for a while, but it hasn't fixed this. And I would say that this is very commonly hair loss. So we know that SIRS is a direct cause of hair loss. The chronic inflammation is a direct cause of hair loss. Being acutely ill is a you know, that causes hair loss. There's a lot of things about SIRS that cause hair loss. So if you've been carnivore for a while and, you know, people just keep telling you to carnivore harder, meaning restrict more, um, they probably aren't trying to help you achieve root cause healing. They're probably trying to protect their narrative of carnivore being this unicorn diet. And while carnivore is amazing, it does help to manage symptoms. It does help me to live my best life because of my mental illness past, it's definitely something that there is a point where you should be able to kind of like live a chill carnivore life. Like you should be able to eat seasoning. You should be able to eat every kind of meat. I tried lion diet for a while. Um, and lion diet is very commonly recommended for people who have these severe autoimmune conditions. So I thought it would help me. And I started developing histamine reactions to beef. And histamine reactions are another one of those carnivore narratives of like, if you still have this thing and you've been carnivore for like six to nine months, very likely there's an underlying cause there. And very likely I'm going to say, I think it's SIRS because SIRS is definitely a direct, direct cause of histamine reactions and mast cell activation syndrome. Yeah. And that's, that's where, you know, SIRS is, SIRS has filled up your toxin bucket, right? So you're at that point where any little thing you could react to. I mean, 
I've noticed even just walking down the aisle of like the laundry detergent at the supermarket kind of get like, I got to get out of there pretty quickly. Cause not that like anything, and some people really react to stuff like that, but I, I just know like this feels not great for me. And I, mm-hmm. I just get out of there as quickly as I can. Um, but I, I do want to go back to your point about the carnivore community in case anyone listening is not familiar with the carnivore community. <laughs> A funny thing that happens within this community is is some carnivores really hold on tightly to that identity of being carnivore. And if you if you even hint at the at the fact that changing diet alone to carnivore specifically can't heal all, then you're tearing down the entire, you know, uh I was going to say like golden calf idol of carnivore. I guess that works though. <laughs> it's cow theme like, too. I like uh, yeah, it. It's multifaceted. Exactly. Oh, that's so great. Um, so it, it really, it it's like, it's destroying what they feel is ca- the magic of carnivore, that it's magic bullet. So many carnivore influencers still say and promote the fact that carnivore heals everything. Mm-hmm. And while it's a fantastic fantastic foundation for healing it's the the least inflammatory way of eating uh would you say is that a good way of saying it yeah I would say yeah it's the least worse but it's also the least confusing because um today someone in the SIRS group was asking about what diet is recommended for SIRS and it's like well technically it's a low inflammatory low amylose low mold diet so if you want to take all three of those diets compare the list and then find out which foods you can eat from there keep that on your fridge and mathematically puzzle out how you're going to eat every day. You absolutely can. Power to you. For me, I'm going to eat bacon and eggs and cheese and beef and chicken and fish now that I don't have histamine reactions to everything anymore because I've actually gone through surge treatment. Um, And it's so much easier. It's just so easy. Yep. And that even before... The sir stuff, that was that was how I came upon carnivore was like, I don't want to measure how many broccoli florets I can eat. That's they're gross anyway. It's not even worth the time that it takes to literally weigh out how many I'm going to cook tonight. I just am gonna have a steak. Let's do that. So so I just wanted to kind of explain why the carnivoring harder, you know, oh, you have hair loss, eat more eggs. Like, nah. I mm. mean, sure, you can try that. But I, if it's an underlying cause that that is is causing your immune system to just be going Rambo on itself and like destroying parts of your body uh, unintentionally uh, to try to get rid of this inflammation, you're not going to grow hair. And mm-hmm. it sucks. And and so that's what you want to be focused on rather than um, these these other carnivoring tricks, in my opinion. Yeah, just to quickly touch on two more. Um, one would be stubborn weight loss. So people who are having trouble losing weight on a carnivore diet, like you should be able to eat a reasonable amount of calories. You should have a reasonable range of macros that you can fit in and lose weight when you are a carnivore. And when I say weight, I mean, uh, you know, excess fat. If someone tells you that you have to give up coffee in order to lose weight as a carnivore. Oh man, I struggle with that one real hard, but it's like, it's the coffee isn't the problem. The coffee isn't why you have a chronic inflammatory like issue 
the coffee isn't the reason why it triggered an autoimmune condition. The coffee is not making you lose your hair. Um, so yeah, it, you know, that's another really popular one. And then I would say the fourth one is oxalate dumping. So someone in the group recently asked me about oxalates and certs and the research behind it is really interesting. There's no like direct research of like, you can't Google like oxalate and CERs, but Oxalates are caused by oxalic acid, typically from plants, um, combining with calcium in your body. So your body binds the oxalic acid with calcium in order to like shutter it away so it doesn't kill you. Um, but it creates these crystalline structures and it typically accumulates in um, joints and also tissues that are like joints. So also a lot of eye issues associated with oxalates. Um, but with SIRS, because you have these biotoxins living in your body, the biotoxins can actually generate generate the oxalic acid. And then on top of that, because you have SIRS and low MSH, which is melanocyte stimulating hormone, has a ton of different functions in the body, one of which is maintaining tight junctions in the gut. You then have leaky gut, which makes you more susceptible to actually absorbing this oxalic acid. So the people who are saying, you know, it's normal to dump oxalates for years and years when you've been carnivore, it's like, well, where are you getting that oxalic acid from for, for one thing? And two, it's like, is there an end to that time frame? Because in the time I've been carnivore, I've only ever seen it extend. Like people are like, oh, well, I didn't finish oxalate dumping in 12 years, so it must be 15. And it's like, well, no, maybe there's something else going on there. Maybe we should back up a little bit. And SIRS really seems like a likely um cause of these oxalate issues that a lot of people really do experience. And I have to say, if anybody's going to be dumping oxalates for like over a decade, it would probably be me because boy, I mean, when I look back at my favorite foods from before I was carnivore, you know, I, it was all of the happiest oxalate foods ever, mm. you know, potatoes and chocolate and and spinach and kale like I was all about the leafy greens I was I was way into all of that and uh you know I I'm not personally experiencing the oxalate dumping especially having gone through SIRS treatment I and I did I did I remember feel, you know noticing some of those symptoms when I first went carnivore um but they're they're not still hanging around for me but you know that's that's my end of one situation I don't think you're an N of one though. You're an N of like SIRS group. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. But yeah, no, those are, those are great, uh, great additions uh, to, to the possible weird symptoms and ways that SIRS can manifest. Uh, so I hope that, hope that we gave people a, a, like a bigger picture of, of, you know, what to kind of look for when they're considering whether or not SIRS is something they should look into. Absolutely. And you know what? You knocked it out of the park today. We got a Bible reference and a Rambo reference in the same episode. I do what I can. You know, I appreciate it personally. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> if you are interested in more resources and support on your SERS journey, you can join us over at thesersgroup.com. Don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, do all the things that really helps us out. And we'll leave any sort of resources we may have mentioned in the show in the description box down below.